Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Focus on what it's like to work for you, whether they're the perfect fit for you. I know myself very well. I know I talk fast. I know I'm direct. I know I'm not the most warm and fuzzy person out there. So I really like to focus in on Is this person the right fit for me and my business? It's that time of year again, tax season. How are you doing on tax season? How's that treating you so far? Well, if you have a lot of receipts and you're organizing things like your income and expenses and creating reports, and you're also trying to keep up to date with a new tax reform this year, there's a lot of deductions that we can take to maximize return. And there's a lot of strategies that we need to make sure we're aware of Are you optimizing for the tax laws? Well, our sponsor, Stessa, teamed up with the top real estate CPAs to offer you the ultimate rental property tax guide. And I've read it. This is the ultimate rental property tax guide. I'm talking about they've got everything covered from opportunity zones to entity selection to establishing a home office, travel expenses, what type of travel expenses are deductible, real estate strategies, tax strategies, capital improvements versus repairs. I mean, this is the ultimate rental property tax guide and you can get it for free by going to stessa.com forward slash best taxes. You have to sign up for an account, but the account is free. So when you sign up for a free Stessa account, you will get this guide. This is worth its weight in gold for sure. Go to stessa.com, S-T-E-S-S-A.com forward slash best taxes. And when you work with Stessa, Stessa is a tool that helps every rental property owner track, manage, and communicate the performance of our real estate investment. So it's going to save a lot of time during tax season, but then also through the rest of the season as we go and grow our rental portfolio and optimize that. So go to stessa.com forward slash best taxes. Get that ultimate rental property tax guide. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff. First off, hope you're having the best ever weekend. Because today is Saturday, we got a special segment for you called Situation Saturday. And here's a situation. You are needing to hire some remote team members to help you grow your real estate business. And, well, you need to know how to hire the right ones. With us today, we got Nathan Hirsch, who's going to talk to us about how to do just that. How are you doing, Nathan? I'm doing great. How are you? 
I am doing great as well, and welcome to the show. And a little bit about Nathan. He is the co-founder and CEO of FreeUp.com. That's F-R-E-E-E-U-P.com, which is a marketplace that connects businesses with pre-vetted freelancers and e-commerce, digital marketing, and much more. And he has sold over $30 million online based in Orlando, Florida. So with that being said, Nathan, first, before we dig into how to hire the right remote team members, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you're focused on? Yeah, I'm a longtime entrepreneur. I started a multi-million dollar Amazon business out of my college dorm room back in 2008. And I was 20. It was really tough to hire people. College kids were, were pretty unreliable. And I got thrown into the remote hiring world, the virtual assistants and freelancers and Upwork and Fiverr. And growing my business using those methods was great, but it also took up just a lot of my time to post a job and get 50 people to apply, interview them one by one. And I always just wanted a, a faster way. So a few years ago, I created my own marketplace, FreeUp, where we get thousands of applicants every week. We vet them for skill, attitude, communication, make them available to clients quickly with 24-7 support and a no turnover guarantee. And it's been a lot of fun. We kind of started in the e-commerce space, moved our way up there, got into the marketing space, and now we're working with real estate agents and software companies. And it's been kind of fun thinking outside of my norm, which is e-commerce and online businesses, to the average real estate agent who is just swamped with work and they have so much to do, whether it's website stuff or lead generation and the different creative ways that you can use virtual assistants and freelancers. You mentioned you evaluate skill, attitude, and communication. Is that your differentiating feature for the other companies that you referenced earlier? Yeah, it's really four things. It's that pre-vetting. We let in one out of every hundred applicants. It's the speed. People put in a request. We fill them within a business day. We have clients who get started within hours or minutes, so you don't have to wait two weeks to find someone you like. The customer service, I would put against anyone else. We're really there to make sure you have a great experience all the time. And that no turnover guarantee, which as an entrepreneur, there's nothing more frustrating to find someone you like only to have them walk out the door. And while people rarely quit in our platform, it's real life. Of course, it could happen. And if it does, we cover the replacement costs and get you a new person right away. In your bio, it says you've sold over $30 million online. What's the bulk of that come from? $20 million plus on Amazon, and it's probably more like 35 to $40 million now. A little outdated, but on FreeUp, we did $1 million the first year, $5 million the second, and last year we did about $9 million. Wow, that's incredible. What were you selling on Amazon? I started off selling books. I was a college kid. I wanted to compete against my school bookstore. actually got a cease and desist letter to, to knock it off from them. And that made me pivot a little bit. <laughs> I, I started doing research into stuff I was familiar with, like sporting equipment, computer games, DVDs. And I just failed. And the only thing I could get to sell were these books. And it wasn't until I branched out of my comfort zone and found the baby product industry that my business started to grow and, and scale. So if you can imagine me as a 20-year-old single college guy selling baby products on Amazon, that was me. <laughs> so you sold the bulk of the $20 million in sales from baby products? Yeah, the bulk was baby products. The rest was home goods and toys. Huh. And why don't you do that anymore? Seems like it's got a lot of revenue. 
Yes, we got the Amazon business to the point where it was 3 million, 5 million. That's about where we topped off. And we got in at a great time where before all the courses and the gurus and now everyone's selling on Amazon. And as we got bigger, we started off doubling every year. And then once all the competition came out there, we were still there. We were still making money and it was still a good business, but we weren't growing at all. We were just kind of staying stagnant. I wasn't passionate about selling baby products then. I'm still not passionate about selling baby. <laughs> products now. And with Amazon, you're always relying on them. You're not building a brand. You're not communicating really with anyone outside of your manufacturers and your team. And when I started free up and it started to take off, it was a lot more fun. I get to go on podcasts with you and speak at conferences and help business owners all around the world. And free up has been scaling. We get to grow my brand. And I made the decision January of last year to, to focus all my attention on free up. When you created free up, did you initially identify the differentiating features that you now have as how you're going to position yourself or has that evolved? The pre-vetting and the speed was always there. And I've always been very customer service focused. I forget exactly when we added the no turnover guarantee. It wasn't very long, but the original concept was much more towards Amazon sellers. I was a big Amazon seller. I knew the community well. I had a Rolodex of Amazon freelancers that I knew were dependable. And and the concept was, hey, if you're a seller, you can go post a job or you can just come to me and I'll introduce you to someone who can get the work done today. And that's kind of how it started. And people started talking about us and telling all their other business owner friends, whether they were real estate agents or they were in different e-commerce, they own a Shopify store. And we really expanded from there. When an entrepreneur is hiring a freelancer and they're doing the 15 to 20 minute interview, what should they ask? We do a lot of the vetting for skill, attitude, and communication. So a lot of times that's where I would encourage people to interview if they weren't using FreeUp, not just focusing on the skill and the resume, but also the person's attitude and the communication. What I like to tell clients is focus on what it's like to work for you, whether they're the perfect fit for you. I know myself very well. I know I talk fast. I know I'm direct. I know I'm not the most warm and fuzzy person out there. So I really like to focus in on, is this person the right fit for me and my business? Because a lot of freelancers, they work for tons of different clients. And what's good for one client is bad for another. What one client likes, another client's pet peeve. So really making sure they're the right fit for you and your business, that's where you should focus the interview. How do you evaluate attitude? We do one-on-one interviews. We look for people who are passionate about what they do. They're not just in it for the paycheck. We want people, if they're a graphic designer, they love graphic design. Me personally, I hate bookkeeping. I like being an entrepreneur. So if I hire a bookkeeper, they need to love bookkeeping as much as I love being an entrepreneur. The other side of it is we want people who, yes, they're nice, but they also don't get aggressive the second that something doesn't go their way. We'll edge people on a little bit because not every client out there is rainbows and butterflies. If they get on our platform and some client says something or comes across the wrong way, we can't have freelancers that'll just blow up on them. We want people who keep it professional and don't take things personally and don't get aggressive. So that's a lot of what we look for. When the entrepreneur is looking to scale and let's pretend that free up is not around, it is and it will be, but let's just pretend it's not. What are some things that the entrepreneur should know prior to even doing a search for the person they're hiring? What I recommend doing is step one and two of my hiring process is figuring out what you want to hire for and what that perfect person looks like. So what you want to hire for, I like to say to create two lists. The first list is everything you do on a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month basis. Get away from your computer, get away from your phone and just brainstorm it and write everything out and put in order 
from easiest to hardest and start chipping away at that list from the top. On the flip side, one of the activities that my business partner and I do whenever we meet up is we go through our weaknesses and we'll be honest with each other. Hey, Nate, you're not good at this. Hey, Connor, you're not good at this. And we'll write that down and it's great if we complement each other very well. But at the same time, we always end up with a list of things that we're doing all the time that we're really not good at. And the best entrepreneurs, they learn how to turn those weaknesses into strengths. So that's really step one is everything that you do that you have processes for and everything that you're bad at. Step two is what are you really looking for? Are you looking for a full-time employee in your office? Is it a virtual assistant in the Philippines? Is it a freelancer for a project? Whatever it is, what's your price point? What's it like to work at your business? What kind of culture do you want to hire for? What skills do they have to have? Really defining what that perfect person looks like because if you don't know what you're looking for, it's very hard to find it. What's the challenge you've had growing free up? For me, it's the software. It's funny, I was in New York yesterday and I was talking to this guy who owns a huge company. They have 60 full-time employees and he was originally a coder. And I thought to myself, man, if I could code, free up would be even bigger than it is now because that's one of the things that can hold you back in this day and age. Working with developers is tough. I have a million ideas of how I want to improve our software and you can only do so much with the dev team that you have. You're prioritizing projects. Some of them take three months, some of them take a month, some of them take a year, and you're constantly getting feedback from clients, from freelancers, and you want to implement everything. And if only I could code, if only I could go in there and do it myself, but it becomes a lot more of trying to communicate the business needs with the, the developer that thinks in a much different way. How do you attract the freelancers to your platform compared to other platforms? Great question. This is one of the things that we focused on at the beginning because we're well aware that there's no shortage of virtual assistant agencies out there and marketplaces and places for people to offer their service. And we wanted to create a culture where people wanted to be here. And the first part is that speed. Just like clients don't want to go through 50 people and take two weeks when they need a project today, freelancers don't want to compete against 50 people on every project and spend all their time looking for jobs. They want to be doing the project. So really eliminating that upfront time and, and making it a fast paced marketplace was the starting point. But on the back end, that same 24 seven support that we have on the client side, we want on the freelancer side too, where if they have a question, if they want help with the software, if they want tips or advice on how to land a client or how to grow their freelance business or how to turn into an agency, we have those resources there. And my team is very well trained to handle with that. So that's really what we've been able to do is create a marketplace where yes, there's scarcity because it's hard to get in. But once you're in, you get access to clients quickly with great support to really help you scale and grow. Anything as it relates to hiring the right remote team members that we haven't talked about that you think we should touch on? Yeah, especially in a business that's always changing. And I'll put that in perspective of real estate. Just that trial and error is so important. A good example of that is I'm not a big social media guy back then. Now I, I guess I am. But I would experiment. I would say, hey, let's hire someone to run my Twitter for a few months. Let's hire someone to run my Instagram. And you play around with it. And some of it works and some of it doesn't work. And what's the worst case scenario? In three months, it doesn't work. I've lost $1,000. I'm not going to go homeless. What's the best case scenario? I have a new source of lead, a new way to generate business. And I feel like in a space where, yes, real estate's changing, but there's just so much competition Trying new things and experimenting with hires is a must. You never know what's going to work for your business. 
there's someone that sells insurance that I know very well. She's a friend of mine and she found that on LinkedIn, she can just get a ton of leads there. While all the other insurance agents are marketing in different ways, she's found that niche in LinkedIn and she did it through trial and error. So that's kind of what I encourage people to do. Instead of just focusing on your processes, leave a little bit of room for creativity to hire different people and see what actually works for your business. How can the best ever listeners learn more about what you got going on? If you go to freeup.com with three E's, you can book a time on my calendar. I'm more than happy to talk to you about your business and your hiring needs. It's right at the top. You can create a free account, get a $25 credit by mentioning this podcast and check out the free up YouTube channel and the free up blog for a lot of great hiring content. I love how you talked about how to approach thinking about hiring someone and creating the list. What do you do on a day-to-day basis? Start chipping away at the top of those items for other people to do. And then being honest, really looking in the mirror and identifying what you're good at, what you're not good at, and just stop doing the stuff that you're not good at and bring on the right team members. And then, as you said, towards the end, start testing certain things out. There's a lot of skilled people out there. And why have yourself do the things that you're not as good at or don't like doing when there are plenty of people who enjoy doing that stuff and consequently are really good at it. So thanks again for being on the show, Nathan. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. You too. Thanks so much for having me. Stessa is the essential tool for tracking your rental properties and it's going to save you a tremendous amount of time during tax season. Stessa organizes all of your rental property financials and automatically creates all the reports you need to file your tax return. And Stessa teamed up with the top real estate CPAs to offer you best ever listeners the ultimate rental property tax guide to help you maximize your deductions. Get that copy when you sign up for an account that counts free. So get the copy by going to stessa.com forward slash best taxes. That's S-T-E-S-S-A dot com forward slash best taxes. Have you heard about the latest podcast for entrepreneurs called Tough Decisions? Listen to Dan and Danae Hanford as they interview successful people from around the world about tough decisions as entrepreneurs. Visit toughdecisions.net and be sure to subscribe to their free weekly entrepreneurial email. That's toughdecisions.net.